Welcome. I'm your host, Andrea Maximo, and you are listening to the Electric Feminine Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Electric Feminine Season 3. It gets better and better and better and better. Today, I have a guest, but before I even jump into it, I'm so excited about introducing her. I want to get right into it. I do want to throw out there that even though I always have a rated E on my episodes, today will be rated E and a little bit extra. And I think the language is perfectly fine for adults, but possibly could be a little strong for children, okay? So just something to keep in mind for my moms that I know love to listen with their young daughters because I know they're getting inspiration. This is definitely something great, but maybe more so for for mom and we'll send kid to the other room for these, okay? Um, However... Beyond that, you are in for an incredible treat. This is going to be really different for us. I know we're always speaking from the perspective of the woman and the feminine and, you know, embodying our bodies and all the things that we deal with as women, right? Coming up into the world and all the the stigma that we have around our sexuality. But today, today we have Alison Cruz with us. And Alison Cruz does something slightly different than my other guests and which that she is working with men. She is a men's intimacy initiatress. I had to say that like 19 times to practice, (laughs) which basically means she is a coach for men and she supports the masculine in coming back home to the body. She uses tantric intimacy practices and energy healing, and she initiates men into the higher sexual awareness by supporting them in building an intimate relationship to their sexuality by consciously connecting to their arousal through archetypal energy play and shadow work. She believes that in order for men to body the divine masculine, men must be able to connect the energy of their cock to the energy of their heart. Let's talk about it. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, Allison. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. I mean, here's the thing. So I find you on IG, which, mm-hmm. you know, I have to say over and over again, I know social media definitely has its pitfalls, but there are so many wonderful things about it. And one of my favorite things is I am finding people who are just doing the most interesting, amazing, inspiring, impactful things, beautiful, creative, all types of things out there. People I would never have maybe met or had access to. And I can just reach out and be like, yo girl, you're really cool. You want to be on my show? And you're like, yes, I do. And then here we are, you know? So I see you on IG and I'm like, what is this all about? Mm -hmm. In your words, in a nutshell, what are you doing with these men? How are you helping them? Oh, in a nutshell. Ooh, I think just to get started before we crack it open. (laughs) Um, So basically in a nutshell, I support men building a conscious, intimate relationship with their body, specifically their cock. Because I believe that like uh, a man's true feeling of empowerment is directly correlated to his connection with his penis Mm -hmm. in a conscious manner, right? Like Mm -hmm. not this like pew, 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 like all this like crazy energy that's out there, but focused and concentrated Mm -hmm. in a conscious manner so we can penetrate the world in uh, like a way in a conscious on a conscious manner so we can connect Mm -hmm. deeply with feminine beings um, because I believe 
our quality of our life is dependent on the quality of our relationships. And um, a lot of men struggle with relating to, to women. And so when mm. a man can consciously connect to his arousal and bring it up into his heart space, Mm-hmm. that's when I feel like he can embody the divine masculine archetype because he's penetrating with the world with his heart and his his cock so, wow. yeah okay we go to unpeel that one we were trying to do this in an hour <laughs> or less but because this is this is deep this is really deep mm-hmm. I want to before we even start unpeeling though let's start with the first layer how do you even find your way to becoming a men's intimacy initiatress uh-huh. Um, I got it down. So I'm going to say the whole title now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it just all started from like childhood. Like I feel like our life experiences mold us into like the medicine that we can share with the world. And so, um, at a young age, I experienced childhood sexual trauma. Um, and so I'm a a sexual trauma, uh, survivor. Um, And so my power was taken away from me as a little girl from the masculine. And so growing up, I was hell bent on taking back my power. So I had very tumultuous relationships with men. I had this quality within me, the seduction quality when I I was able to draw men to me. And then, you know, I would get them to fall in love with me through these crazy sexual experiences that I would create for them. And then you know, and I would end up breaking their hearts. And, um, and it made me feel very powerful that I could, Mm. I had that power. And, um, you know, along my journey, I actually ended up falling in love with uh, a man. And uh, through childhood experiences, I had this pattern of practicing non-consensual non-monogamy, meaning I stepped outside of the relationship a bunch of times due to a bunch of various different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one man caught me performing, you know, an act of, of, of dishonesty, you know, cheating mm-hmm. on him. And he decided to love me through that, that transgression. Mm-hmm. He was like, I know you're, he knew everything about me. Like he knew my past, what happened to me, my patterns of behaviors. I was very upfront mm-hmm. and honest with him. And he's like, I need to show you unconditional love. And so in that moment, when that man embodied that divine masculine energy for me it made me not want to ever treat the masculine and disrespect the masculine like that ever again Mm -hmm. so I went on my healing journey and I started going to therapy and then I um, started really getting into spirituality and I went on this amazing retreat with um Christine Hassler and Stefano Sipidos. I don't know if you are aware of who they are, but they're amazing, amazing. They do amazing couples work and individual work as well. And I went to this deep breathwork ceremony and long story short, one of the ceremonies I like literally saw, um, I don't know if you know or familiar with breathwork, I'm sure you are. You, um, You can experience altered states of consciousness similar to DMT or ayahuasca. And so I was experiencing all these flashbacks coming, coming up uh, from mm. childhood um, of experiences I had experienced as a little girl, like my sexual abuse trauma. And then I started getting flashbacks of my lineage. So like my birth mother, I'm adopted by the way. So I have no recollection. I have no memory of my birth mother, mm-hmm. of my birth mother being um, raped by men, my grandmother being raped by men. And it just kept continuing and continuing, wow. continuing. 
And so when I came out of this breathwork ceremony, I was just depleted. I felt like my I was soulless. I was lifeless. The um, the uh, facilitators at the retreat was like, just hold on for a couple more days. Our last breathwork ceremony, you'll you'll feel a lot better. And there were men on this retreat. There were five men on this retreat. It was mainly women. It was like 25 women and five men. And it really, they encouraged me, both um, Steph and Christine encouraged me to reach out to the masculine um, mm -hmm. for support. And so these men, I went to them and I was like, can you give me a hug? Can you just mm -hmm. hold me in my, mm -hmm. in my vulnerability? And I feel like in the past for me, going to the to a man when I felt vulnerable I almost felt like this underlying like sexual leakiness this ener mm -hmm. energy this feeling mm -hmm. of like okay they're holding you but they ultimately want something from from me and so there and then there was none of that with these men absolutely none of that it was just pure unconditional just presence and wow. that like also made me feel like I could trust the masculine again. And so um, the last day uh, of the ceremony, two days later, I asked God, source, consciousness, you, the universe, please show me how I can turn my pain that I experienced as my life experiences into like my mission, you know, pretty much. And so I was in this breathwork ceremony and I was doing this, the heavy breathing. And then uh, towards the tail end of the ceremony, um, I started like kicking my feet and mm -hmm. Steph noticed that I needed my feet to move. And so he put pillows underneath my feet. He's like, kick, kick, kick your feet. And mm -hmm. then in, a, in, a, in an instant, I had this flashback, this memory of when I was being abused and I wanted the needing to want to run, run from mm -hmm. my, run from the experience. And so when I was able to rewire that experience of me actually running from mm -hmm. my the, the predator, I came back into my body and I and I and I swear to to God, source universe, I had like this kundalini awakening where like mm -hmm. pleasure came back into my body. I yelled out this amazing orgasmic like shrill because it was so pleasurable to me. And then all of a sudden when I was coming back and I was smiling and I was like giggly and happy, this voice came into my awareness and was like, men are not the enemy. Support the masculine coming back home to his sexuality by using your, your sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm working with, I'm working with men, you know, cause I have no problem like attracting men into my mm -hmm. field. And so how can I use men's curiosity with, you know, my energy and support them in raising the consciousness of their sexuality within so we can stop this, this, this control that is like the, the darker masculine, right? That wants to like control the feminine. Yes. Um, yeah. So how can I have help them consciously connect to that dark masculine, but you know, bring the light into it. So they're in a perfect harmony of the duality because you need the dark and the light. You know, you can't just be all light and you can't just be all dark. So you have to come into balance. And so that's basically kind of like what I help support men do. She said, basically, wait a second now, hold on. <laughs> My brain is like, like blowing up everywhere. Y'all, you taking notes.
Um, okay, I have so many questions. Yeah. Let's just start with this. I think it's important to explain divine masculine, divine feminine energy, because I, I feel that even myself included, I'm really just starting to understand it myself mm. because um, it gets you so frequently, you know, and I don't know if I've always seen it, probably, you know, read it and learned from people who are necessarily using it in the way that I'm learning now that it's meant more so to be. And I think some people just see it very literally as you know masculine and being man and feminine being woman as opposed to energies is what I'm really understanding it to be about that it's about one person explained it so beautifully she said it's to me she's like the feminine is like our inner energy um you know our connection to like source intuition our creativity um our sensuality um our you know our heart space all those things and she said the masculine energy to her felt like more outer energy which is what we like the doing Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so in, explain, explain to us, you know, like we were six, <laughs> you know, no, seriously yeah. though. Cause this is, yeah. some of this is new for some folks who are listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what is the difference? What is, what, what, not, what is it? Well, what is it? What is it? Yeah. So we all, doesn't matter our gender. I want to just mm -hmm. preface that we all have, um, this duality that is within us, light and dark yin yang sun and moon right they can't mm -hmm. exist without each other um mm -hmm. and so the divine masculine is um like our our mission i like to describe it as like um like it's like the the container for which the feminine mm -hmm. energy can can flow and be and be her her flowy mm -hmm. self so the divine the divine masculine is like um, very decisive. He's um, logic, reason. He's firmness. He's rooted in survival. He's strength. He's adventurous. Um, very rational, and it's pure consciousness. So I like to describe it as like in uh, in terms of our body, like the divine masculine is um, everything from um, like the the heart up. So it's our throat chakra, our third okay. eye, and our crown. So it's like mm -hmm. our consciousness, our connection to, to the divine. And mm -hmm. our, um, our, our divine feminine energy is, is our flowy nature. It's our emotionality. Mm -hmm. It's our connection mm -hmm. to our body. Um, it's our intuition. It's patience. It's flexibility. And those are going to be our lower chakras. So it's going to mm -hmm. be our connection to our sexuality. So our root chakra, our, our sacral chakra and our solar plexus. Gotcha. And um, so you can't have one without the other. If you're constantly mm -hmm. in your, your masculine energy, which I was for the longest time. And most women are because we live in a society that tells us we have to do, 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 do in order mm -hmm. to be anything and mm. so a lot of women have suppressed their divine feminine energy mm -hmm. because we are taught that it's not valuable mm -hmm. you know we are taught to achieve and just being means we are not of value and that's what the divine feminine is it's just being able to be and mm -hmm. so um I forgot my, I lost my train of thought. Um, no, no, you, it's great. I, well, let me, let me ask you this then mm -hmm. while you pause there. 
mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm going, if we both have them, everybody has them, you know, even folks who are, I, you know, identifying as non-binary, everybody has these energies within them. Right. And the society is running more on the do, 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 do energy. Women are taught that it's not valuable. I think society in general is taught it's not valuable because men aren't even accessing it. Yes. No one is really. Mm-hmm. Well, not that no one is. That's a general term. But you know what I'm saying? It's not celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's definitely not celebrated in terms of, of our connection to our right. intuition. And so, you know, a lot of I think men's work is connecting back to that divine feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women's work is connecting and coming into union with their divine masculine mm-hmm. uh, or well, reconnecting to their feminine energy and then consciously connecting to the divine masculine. Um, and so like the divine feminine for men is, you know, being able to open up and de-armor their heart mm-hmm. and reconnect to their body because our body keeps the score. I know we've read of that book, but like our body is our, our innate intelligence. And so when we are connected to our body and we can sense certain feelings within our body, that's like our, in, our intuition, you know, like our body mm-hmm. tells us what feels good, what doesn't feel good, where, where, where we should lean in, where we should, right. should pull back. Um, and so, you know, having men being able to, come back home to their body and their intuition and seeing it as valuable, I think that, um, you know, they can then understand, you know, the external feminine more because they have a relationship with their internal feminine energy. Yeah. But before you even get to that, you're saying I got to help them even rewrite their whole story about their divine masculine because they've been even taught that. Like where did oh, yeah. where did the divine masculine go so far far off course? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like I feel like it is it is deeply wounded, mm-hmm. and I, it's like what happened? Yeah, I think it has to do with like um, men feeling like scared of the mm-hmm. feminine power, and mm. so because the feminine is is power in itself it's our emotionality and so when um and it's our sexuality and so when it's when the masculine I feel like feels like he can't control things that's when we get into that like that like um uh, immature masculine I like to use I don't yeah. to use the word toxic masculinity because mm-hmm. I think masculinity is beautiful but um you know so when the masculine tries to control the feminine I think that's where we 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 took a turn you know that's important what you just said right now though about the term toxic masculinity because I think we hear about that term so often that we are forgetting forgetting or don't even recognize that there is a beautiful part of masculinity um the masculine energy and that all the cause of the destruction it's the misuse of the masculine is what I'm hearing is the cause for what is creating the destruction in the world yeah misuse and the it's not mature so it's like little boy little boy consciousness you know is like yeah (laughs) she said we got toddler masculinity (laughs) yeah oh wow that's wild tantrum throwing irrational Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. logical actually Mm -hmm. um 
Aggressive. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is making so much sense. I hope it is to everyone. So I got to ask you, bring, let's bring it to your clients. So what, what is, what are some of the main things that that they come to you for? Um, Honestly, a lot of clients either usually come to me for, for two things. Uh, They want to build a better relationship with their cock. Most mm-hmm. men come to me because they are so ashamed of their their size of their mm-hmm. of their penis, mm-hmm. and they are so afraid of being intimate with women because they either have been shamed by women, women mm-hmm. telling them their penis is small, and mm-hmm. so then they have this idea, this convoluted idea that no woman will ever want me, or I am mm-hmm. scared to open up to a woman because I will feel shame for the size of my penis. And the second thing men usually typically come to me for is feeling sexual shame around their fantasies and desires and Mm. um, not being able to properly express those to a woman or their partner, again, for the fear that they will be rejected and not loved. So those are the things usually typically men come to me for. Wow. Okay. So, wow. And here's the thing again, I don't know if we really give enough as a society thought to the idea of the insecurity that men experience who feel that they have been less endowed. You know, I, I'm just like, you know, there's so many, there's so much harm, I believe, that we've created with standards that have just been made up, you know, um, or if they're not been made up and there's any biological truth to these things that women are more attracted to a certain size, then we've actually glorified it and not really allowed for the humanity though, of understanding that that's not necessarily true or that it doesn't need to be the truth. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, you know, um, I'm just trying to understand again, like it's, you know, working with women, I think what, what hurts the most, and I try so hard to not let it get to me is when I hear their stories and I think of my story and I'm like, how much the ideas that were just created out of nothing preference, whoever that year was ruling anything (laughs) decided. And they're so arbitrary to me that they just in it, but how detrimental they've been to the confidence that we have, the the love of ourselves, the the standard of beauty, like even someone to say something, oh, that person's body is perfect. I'm like, by a standard that was created by another human being who just decided, because if you haven't noticed, bodies have been trending. Like a body can actually be in trend. That's insane to me that a human body can be like, this is what's in fashion right now. We're doing the thin, skinny model thing. And then they decide that that's the look that is the look. And then it's the fuller figured. And then, then they say, and then everybody is looking at that going, I need to be that in order to matter. Mm-hmm. But it's bananas. Like, stop and think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it really blinds us to so many things, like just the pain of a, of a person who might, you know, we so quickly as women know that this is going to really bring a man down when we do this to him. If you're listening, I'm putting my little fingers together, making it really small. And you know, that gesture that we do to dudes the minute that they step out of line with us, because we know that's what's going to hurt the most. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. Dang. It's just making me really think a lot. So how are you working with them? Like what, what does the session look like? How does this work? Yeah. So, um, I like to work in like long-term like sessions. So like typically Mm -hmm. I mail clients sign up from anywhere from eight to 10 sessions because that's what it takes to like, for me to build a rapport with a man where it's a trusting, loving container. So we can get Mm -hmm. to the space of, um, you know, the shadow work as I like to call. So like Mm -hmm. we first start just getting to know each other. I usually walk them through a couple of sessions of connecting to their body mind. So our body stores memories. So I do a lot of somatic kind of work. And so, um, I take them through a typical session as we, we get on zoom call, obviously clothes are always on when, when I'm in a zoom call, my clothes are always on as well. Um, and I take them through like a deep meditative process. We, we find a desire that they truly, truly want. Like, let's say it's like Mm -hmm. calling in, uh, uh, I want to call in a lover or whatever it is. And so I take them through this meditative process. And I took them through a um, five sense reality meditation where they can see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, and smell it in this reality. Mm-hmm. And then I asked them a question, like, is there any part of your body that feels discomfort, fear, or, or shame for being in this reality? And most of the time, some men will feel some kind of sensation in their body that tells them it's wrong to be in this reality. And so then I ask them to open up a dialogue with this part of their body, because I truly believe all of our body parts have consciousness. We just have to Mm -hmm. listen and give them a voice to speak. And typically there is a memory associated to that part of their body that is causing them discomfort, fear, or shame. And so then I take them through a process of connecting to that body part. And normally it's a memory of them, you know, feeling, uh, like uh, uh, feeling rejected by their mother or feeling Mm -hmm. shamed by their mother or Mm -hmm. um, not receiving love from their father or something, usually typically in the realm of their mother. And so then we, I kind of take them through a process of rewriting that experience for them. So what could you have given your little boy, your uncle, you all have an inner child within us. What can you have, what can the adult you have given to your little boy right now to make him feel safe and seen and heard and so it's just this process of every session we go into like a different body part or a memory until they feel comfortable in opening up to me more sexually Mm -hmm. and then we transition into the the darker shadower aspects of what they truly desire in the bedroom um and that usually entails um me bringing forth some type of energy that they like to enjoy, whether it be a fantasy, whether it be um, um, like a taboo topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bring forth that energy into the session and like we kind of like role play a little bit and it helps them feel comfortable in being in that archetypal energy. So then they can hopefully transition that outside of the session and bring it into the bedroom with a woman of their desire. Yeah. Wow. So I got a little emotional when you were talking about the the mother wounds that so mm-hmm. many of them seem to have experienced. I have two sons. So, you know, I'm listening and I'm like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. they're going to have to go see Allison in 10 years. Did <laughs> I do this? Okay. 
<laughs> oh man, I gotta start saving up money. Got therapist in this jar. <laughs> Gonna have men's men's intimacy coach for Allison in this jar saving up. Um, you know, you you try to do your best, but you just think about you know what 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 circumstances as a mother with sons would you would you be shaming like what would cause that wound that they would now feel inadequate um in you know in their sexuality as men or in their masculine um so you know my mind just started like going category like what what, what could possibly have happened in those moments i mean it's not necessarily sexual abuse we're talking about right no normally it's like like let's say a little boy was being curious and playing with his penis like a mom saying, icky, no, like, don't do that. You Got know? It. And so, or let's say he was pleasuring himself in his bedroom and his mom walked in and shamed the crap out of him for masturbating. Um, those types of things. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot. Okay. I, I can see that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and the same goes for, yeah, I think little girls too. I think we really, with children in general, we tend to freak out when they get curious and, you know, want to look inside and see what's going on. Um, and I'm like, no, we really have to rewrite that, that story altogether because I don't think we realize how much, like how they're interpreting it. I think we keep missing that piece, but yeah. also how much we're also like, what's wrong with it? You know, like we're bringing our fear into it instead of just stopping and going like, what's actually happening? They're curious, like, calm down. It's going to be okay. Just explain it. Right. Um, yeah. oh man, this shit is wild. Wait a second. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like my mind is just exploding with, with just, with all the, you know, the, the interesting, the possibility. So are you doing this in person? Is this, how are you all doing the, this? Session? All Zoom. All via all Zoom. Zoom. All Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm, I, you know, what, what is it about the fantasies that you think that they're so fearful of? Because is it's like, my mind, my first thing that where my mind went to is like, well, are the fantasies dark because there's something that they're, you know, that's created them to be dark or is it, you know, um, is it just me have like a fetish and they don't know how to talk about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, just to like backtrack a little bit, like I believe that like our fantasies are the gateway to our healing. Like, um, when we are able to accept the most darkest taboo carnal desires that we have, we feel liberated. You know, we are able to shine a light and go into our deepest parts of our psyche. So then we can accept and love those parts and they're not hidden in the shadow and we can bring them, bring them to light. Cause all they are are just thoughts like, right. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we all take our thoughts so seriously. Mm-hmm. And if we can like, be a neutral observer and be like, oh, okay. Cause we all have like a consciousness and we have a consciousness of our consciousness. So like if we right. zoom out and, we're, and we just observe our thoughts and we're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. How can I explore that more? You mm-hmm. know, instead of, instead of shaming ourselves and like, oh my gosh, like that thought, like, Ooh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't think that thought, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a part of the human experience experience you know and so um a lot of the fantasies um are usually very taboo and carnal in nature Mm -hmm. like um a lot of my work is either men are either uh 
overcome by their sexuality. Like they, mm-hmm. they have so much um, desire to uh, uh, frequently masturbate or mm-hmm. have sex or they feel disempowered by their sexuality and they're scared of it and they don't know how to consciously connect to it and bring it into their relationships. Hmm. Um, but in terms of like fantasies, what was your question again? I'm trying to- Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. It's okay. I think you answered it really well. I mean, I was just wondering like in nature, <laughs> you're so cute when you like, you come back, you're like, wait, where were we? <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I, I think you answered it well. I, I, you know, what just popped into my head now too, is I'm thinking, um, you know, are you, you, you obviously are probably helping men too, who are struggling to have, to get aroused, to get an erection. Do you ever have um, that situation? I, I, I have not had that situation oh, okay. yet, to be honest. I have had people like DM me via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but mo- most of the time it's, um, either they're so overcome by their sexuality and they don't know what to do with it or Mm -hmm. they are they feel disempowered by it and they don't know Mm -hmm. how to um consciously connect to it and you know have Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship with Mm -hmm. it they feel just empowered because they don't want to overpower the feminine because they've Mm -hmm. seen the destructive nature that the masculine can have being controlling Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to be a controlling man. Mm-hmm. And so they, they are the nice guy. They're the wimp. They, they're mm-hmm. the doormat, you know? Mm. And so um, it's either, those are the opposite ends of the spectrum that mm-hmm. I, that I work with. Either the men that are the nice guy who mm-hmm. don't want to fall into the immature masculine aspect. And so they let women just do whatever the fuck they want just to emasculate them yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. or you have the 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 man who is so consumed with sex and Mm -hmm. masturbation and doesn't know how to properly channel it Mm -hmm. so I also support men in channeling their sexual energy so Mm -hmm. it's like a dragon you know like I feel like men's sexuality is like a dragon and you are the wielder men are the wielder of their of their sexuality it can either mm-hmm. control them or they can control it and consciously move that dragon throughout mm-hmm. you know the world and right. that's what i feel like makes a man stand in his power i feel mm-hmm. like in, in a healthy way you know like not mm-hmm. like power like i'm going to control you but like feel a sense of empowerment because mm-hmm. he knows the power that lies in between his legs and he uses it wisely and consciously. Wow. Okay. So you, you, let's, let's say you're, you've got a client, you've worked with them for their eight to 10 sessions. Mm-hmm. What are generally like the results that you see in there? You know, what are the, what's the transformation of them? You know, how are they yeah. relating now to women, especially the men who, who maybe were like, I mean, is it okay to say oversexed or, you know, or, where, you know, uh, it's almost like they had an over, overactive, um, sacral chakra. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so what, what happens? <laughs> you know um, what I mean? Yeah. So typically with the men who feel disempowered by their sexuality and mm-hmm. don't aren't like consciously connected to it, like, and shove it down, there's this like, energy new life that's within them they come to the sessions more confidently Mm -hmm. um 
they tell me about stories about them approaching women and feeling confident about approaching women and being okay with a no, right? Like I always tell my male clients that they're having problems with approaching women. It's like, don't approach them in a space of I take, I take, I take, I need approach in a space of what can I give to her? What can I, how can I make her feel good? You know, Mm -hmm. just simply give them a compliment, which they've, they've done, you know, and they, the more they do it, the more confidence they build. And so usually they just end up being more confident in who they are and expressing their sexuality in a conscious way. Um, And in the men who feel overcome and overtaken from their sexuality, the typical result is they're feeling um, more grounded and, and present. Usually mm-hmm. when they come with me, they're very, they're very fidgety. They're super talk- talkative. They're all up here in their head and they're not in their body. So a lot of the times it's um, me getting them to feel grounded and s- slowing the chatter in their minds. So they, they can become um, present in their body. So um, yeah, that's pre- pretty much what wow. usually happens yeah. yeah and then that do do they report back about a shift in their how they're relating to women also yeah so mm-hmm. they they'll come and they'll say like things like I've had amazing conversations with women um allowing me to just be in the presence of a woman and not wanting to pounce I feel like that's mm-hmm. a lot like men like uh, like want to like mine you know and so yeah. them being able to sit back and breathe the feminine in, you know, Mm -hmm. and allowing that energy to enliven you, but not overtake you. Mm -hmm. So um, most of the time they'll come back and they'll they'll tell me like, I used your technique of breathing and, you know, mentally visualizing because I use visualization techniques to like envision the energy of Mm -hmm. my cock because usually Mm -hmm. the energy is like, like swirling around in their sacral center and wanting to like come out. So I teach them how to envision that energy in their sacral center to come up and into their heart so they can be more heart opened when talking to a female instead of Mm -hmm. being penis focused when talking to a female. So Wow. So now after they, they get, you know, they start to balance out their masculine, are you still able, do they come back to you to to help with the feminine as well? Yeah. So it's a combination of things. So like a lot Mm -hmm. of the practices that I give them, because I give my clients homework Mm -hmm. is softening into the feminine. Um, So like it's okay. So like the guys that are on the nice guy spectrum that Mm -hmm. feel disempowered, it's about strengthening their masculinity because they're already in their feminine of being in the surrendered state so it's about strengthening their masculinity on this spectrum and on the men who are overcome by their sexuality it's about softening their masculinity and stepping into their feminine energy so Uh it's just is that that makes sense what i'm saying yeah 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 usually the clients that are overcome with their by their sexuality i give them practices to slow the fuck Mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and slowly connecting to their cock so giving them sensual lingam massages but not mm-hmm. ejaculating so like mm-hmm. really 
feeling what it would feel like if you had a sensual lover with mm-hmm. you, how would you treat her? You know? Mm-hmm. So like letting her, letting him feel the embodied presence of a sensual lover within him. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my work is coming into union, having the inner masculine and feminine coming into union in, internally mm-hmm. within them. So mm-hmm. I incorporate feminine aspects on this side of the spectrum for a man to slow down if he's overcome by his sexuality. And I include masculine aspects to strengthen that masculine okay. core if they are in the spectrum of um, feeling disempowered by their, right. by their sexuality. So, wow. Okay. So, and, and just to clarify to the men who are feeling disempowered because they're more in their feminine, it's not necessarily that the feminine is a disempowered state. It's just, they're using the aspect of the feminine in a disempowered state. Yes. Cause the right. feminine so we know is obviously very powerful. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Cause it's, I think that's when we get into that term, when we call people a bitch, we tell a guy you're being a bitch. You know, it's like the idea that he's bitching out is like the idea that he's, um, he is not, you know, he's not being machismo. So therefore the other spectrum to that, or when they call him a pussy, that's really the one that's more, that offends guys the most. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we all know that the pussy is magnificent (laughs) and incredibly strong and elastic and fantastic and is like the portal to another realm. So there's nothing weak about it. However... Do you see what I'm saying to it? So I just want to make sure because I, 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 the feminine is never weak, but the state that he's using it in is he's in the weakest part of it. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So to me, mm-hmm. like the feminine is the ultimate form of surrender. Like when we surrender mm-hmm. to like God, universe, whatever, that's when we are in our divine feminine. We surrender. We let we let go and let God. You mm-hmm. know. So when a man is in his immature feminine state he's in a state of surrender and he typically attracts females that are in a high masculine state so he typically attracts a female that is the doer that does that does the shit and he just is like a little puppy dog following her around um yeah i'm thinking of people i know okay was like this makes so much sense now mm-hmm. because yeah okay I like the way you say that it's it's not necessarily disempowered it's the immaturity of the state that yes. of the masculine mm-hmm. or feminine that they're in mm-hmm. um and not using it intentionally is is more so what I'm hearing so what is your you know what's your vision you know obviously are there more of you how is this like a popular <laughs> thing because <laughs> I feel like I've only met maybe one other woman who does something similar yeah, um, I don't know of a lot of women doing mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I mean, I've had a few like mentors that have coached men before, but they transitioned to women. Okay. Um, but like my vision, like my ultimate like vision when I see myself 10 years from now is like, I would love to have like an initiation to school where I support women who desire to initiate men into their sexuality or into, you know, higher states of consciousness. Um, And so like having like teaching, like being at like a, like a, like a training or teaching credential. So I could teach women how to, how to do this type of stuff. And then ultimately I would like to hold retreats where I have like graduates of like my initiation school come and we hold men in a large group. So we hold 
men's groups and you know we initiate men in person through tantric intimacy practices and through um like sensual dance and through um breath work and uh yoga and all this stuff like that's like my ultimate dream is to be able to hold retreats with graduates of like my program you know but yeah holy shit that's amazing i'm like i'm following you i need to know how this all (laughs) unfolds because i want to know it's it's just that's a beautiful vision we need this you know what i mean and and to think that you could create a school of women who have you know found their you know, have been able to balance their energies and now they almost become like priestesses of such, you know what I mean? To go, woo, that's hot. I love it. I think it's amazing. It's a beautiful vision Um, because I don't, I don't, I, I love men. I really do. I love them. And I, and I know that a lot of the choices that they make are coming from a hurt state, a misunderstanding of their power and a misuse um, and immaturity. And, you know, it, I, I, it helps me to keep them in that space so that they stay human to me, right? Because I think a lot of times when we, we don't have empathy for others is when we dehumanize um, them and, and we don't recognize that there's, 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 this, <laughs> there's a reason why things start. There's a reason why people behave the way they do. There's a reason why they, they make the choices they make to hurt people as they do. Um, and we can all see the contribution to it. So let's look at how we heal instead of hating. Right. Um, all right. Last question. Amazing human being. (laughs) You're having a dinner party. Mm -hmm. You can invite any three people you want to this dinner party and they can be anyone, history, films, real life, don't know them, entities, who you inviting? Um, as weird as it sounds all my guests would well not weird but I guess all my guests would be men <laughs> because I love being surrounded by the masculine um but it would be like a weird dinner par- uh, dinner party um for sure I would invite my first love my first boyfriend um I would invite my father who has mm-hmm. passed on um and uh I would <laughs> I would love to have my future beloved there as well. So um, my past boyfriend, my father, and my future beloved. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's a very different answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jesus usually comes up at some point just because people want to really ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I was like, okay, here it comes. But no, all right. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Is there any last words you want to send out to either the women or the men listening or the the humans listening any of the people listening Mm. Mm. I guess the message um that I would love to say in this final last couple minutes is um that our darkness isn't anything to be afraid of or ashamed of, that our darkness is just as holy as our lightness. And it's through, you know, exploring the darkest parts of our psyche and our sexuality that we become integrated and liberated. And that's how we show up more authentically in in our world. And we can accept and love parts of ourselves that we think are unlovable. And 
um, it's never too late to start your healing journey. And freedom is at your fingertips if it's if it's something that you desire. You just gotta work for it, you know. But yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. How can they find you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram. So it's intimacy underscore with Allison. Um, that's my handle on Instagram. And I have an email if you want to reach out, if you're interested in working with me, it's sexlove.and.intimacy at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll make sure we put it in the show notes. Of course, thank you, Allison, again, for spending some time with me and enlightening me mm-hmm. and really a beautiful, enriching experience. Like I'm so curious to know more and I'm definitely excited to continue to follow you and who knows, maybe I'll be one of your first priestesses at that retreat. <laughs> Somebody's Ooh, been yes. saying you're going to end up working with men. I'm like, nah, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> but, you know, I've been asked. So, you know, you never know. But I, I adore you. You're wonderful. And thank you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Electric Feminine Podcast with me, your host, Anjua Maximo. If you're ready to dive into this work of developing your connection to your goddess energy, of removing those obstacles standing in your way, please reach out at info at or you can check out my courses available and my private coaching at www.anjuamaximo.com. Be good to you, be good to each other.